internal versus external. What does it look like to fight against dependency on external vendors and increase your internal marketing value? Now, coming from a marketing agency background, we have been in the position where we are providing marketing services for businesses and organizations, and we are working with them in order to help them bolster their marketing, and it's not always the most effective tool. Mm -hmm. There are many times where now, as we've transitioned, what I realized is that I didn't want to be the person that was constantly providing the service and providing the value, but I actually wanted to empower and teach people, train people how to provide value for themselves and pull their teams internally. This is Marketing Breakthrough. Whether you've been at it for years in your job, you own your own company, you're crushing the side hustle, or you're just getting started, outside perspective is crucial. I'm Jay. And I'm India. And it's time for a breakthrough experience in your marketing journey. Let's get to it. We were solely that external vendor for a really long time. And we definitely knew, like having that insider look, we knew what it was like to push to make sure that we were retaining our clientele. Like if you think about it, a business is in business for themselves. Like, of course they are, because that is running a business. And you want to make sure that you have consistent business coming in. You want those sales, not just one-off sales, but you want that retainer business coming in so that you can take care of your staff and you can take care of your own family and you can make sure that you don't have to worry during the slow season. And so when you're that external vendor, your job is to go out of your way to find ways to make sure that people will continue paying you for your services. And now that sounds bad. <laughs> Highly manipulative. Oh my gosh, it sounds terrible. But I, I mean, I have to acknowledge, I mean, you pay for like Disney Plus, for example. I mean, that's why they created a retainer service, like just to be able to access movies. I mean, you think about that and it's exactly the same thing. So it's not that bad, but recognizing that there are ways, especially when it comes to marketing to avoid the excess when you're having to pay for those extra services. And so the thing that has probably made us the most angry over the years was website, specifically website maintenance and how other companies are competitors, especially within our own area. They would create websites, but then they themselves owned the website. And now I know, I mean, if you work for an agency or if you, this is what you do, I get it. I really do understand. But, but, but it was something that we were not going to do. No, it, it was very challenging. And it was, they would create websites and then they owned the website. And so a client then had to, anytime the website needed to be changed or edited or whatever, then only that business could then manage that website. And if that client ever decided to leave or go to a different marketing agency, then they would lose their website completely and have to start over from scratch. And it, to be clear, they were paying for the website to be built, mm -hmm. for the website to be built and developed to begin with. And then they were paying for the additional maintenance, which that's reasonable. You're mm -hmm. paying for the website to be built. You're paying for your maintenance, your add-ons, your improvements. That makes sense. 
But what didn't make sense to me, which is kind of industry standard, was these people that were talking about, yeah, I can't really, I really want to do a new website, but I have to do it with, you know, I, I, at some point it'll have to be a big jump because right now I'm tied. I can't just have this website improved and, and pull it over to you. I can't just hand you the keys to it or whatever the case may be. And to a certain extent, I, I guess I, I get it and I understand it, but I said early on, that's not who we were going to be. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with a client where he was asking why I said, why we specified that you own the website when you're done. And I explained the reason for that and the the premise behind that conversation and the way that many agencies will operate. And he was baffled mm-hmm. that it, that took place. It, it felt to the clients that we were working with, to them, it felt like it was a trap Yeah, and it was, it was hard. And, and if I'm honest, it kind of feels like a trap to me too. Yeah. Yeah. So which, and that's why, so I, I want to acknowledge that yes, we know that it is the industry industry standard. It is something that happens a lot. And we also recognize that even with photography, it's also an industry standard to charge every single time your photo is used in any sort of commercial like respect. And so when you're, when you're a photographer and you are putting out these photos, the difference in our realm is that we give ownership rights to anyone that's paying us for, for commercial photography and then they own the rights to those photos. And that is what we found unheard of. And it was, it was something that Jay, that you were feeling so strongly about is I don't want to have to control these photos in the future. I just want to make sure that they have them and they paid for them. Yeah. I don't, I don't really want to have to babysit. Like I'm, you provide work and you're done now. Now I believe that there is possibly a time and a place for that kind of work. Mm -hmm. I may do that in the future. Um, if it's fitting within what we're doing, but I just feel like there are so many people that, that are in need of being able to pay a flat fee, walk away, the job's done. They can use the photos, the website as they want and and yes, I would love to continue maintaining that website that we have just built. However, I want to keep maintaining that website because we have established a relationship mm-hmm. and a rapport and a deep trust and a sense of, of awareness and uh, just a relational dynamic to where these people want me to. I don't want it there to be a weirdness of like, yeah, you're doing my website because you have to do my website. Mm-hmm. I I want it to be much more relational than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes us a little bit more unique is that there is that high level trust aspect. And that's something that we, we care about. And yeah. that's what makes it different. But when you're thinking about external vendors, that is something that you have to be cautious about, especially when you're shopping for that. And so this conversation about internal versus external is that we can see both sides. And I think that this is why this whole conversation proves why we left that. I mean, we still operate a, a, we offer, you know, external marketing services, but we really wanted to transition into that consulting and coaching realm because we found that it was so much more valuable to build up internal marketing teams and help them do their jobs better. 
one of the areas for this is social media. And as we had managed social media for a long period of time, we were running different businesses, different organizations, social media accounts. And so we would post for them. But what we started to find was that it was it was more advantageous to have an internal team, have somebody on site. Now, when I say that, I mean, if you have an office, it may make more sense to have somebody that can run down the hallway and grab photos. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say Janine brings in donuts that day. And so all of a sudden... It's like, oh my, oh my, we have so many donuts and like, you know, we've got, oh, all of our salesmen, they all decided to choose the raspberry filled jelly donut. And okay, let's get a picture of that. Now, is it important? No, not really. <laughs> but does it add fun and mm-hmm. authenticity and uniqueness to your team? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I can speak to if that company specifically was looking to hire and they're looking to add more people to their team, that then, that post, just even if it's run as organic, not an ad, but that one single post is going to show off that, yes, this team is awesome. We have a great time. We enjoy the camaraderie that's here in this office. You should be a part of this. Absolutely. And it doesn't even have to be about hiring. The post has nothing to do with hiring. All it does is communicate what's so special about the brand. Yeah. We care about our team. We have fun together. We do things. It's goofy. And... Now, I I understand not all companies are going to do that, but let's say you have a warehouse and you have something that gets stacked up really high and it's maybe something softer. Let's say you have a pillow warehouse. I don't know, (laughs) your pillow distributor. And so you've got all these pillows stacked up and somehow like something happens and it falls over and it's not dangerous, not something to where OSHA is going to be all up in your grill about what's going on. Um, but it is something that is kind of funny, like, oh, man, look, the forklift is literally covered in a tower of pillows that tipped over or whatever. And it's like, here, run down here, take a picture of this. Now, as the external vendor, I can't be on site. I can't be there in the next 30 seconds or 60 seconds. I can be there in the next few days, maybe, <laughs> like, but that's not worthwhile. One, you're not going to leave that mess for that long. Two, It doesn't make sense to pay me to come in to take that photo. Everybody has a phone on or everybody has a phone with a camera. That is such a valuable tool and it can be utilized more and more as you have an internal team. You can have a Google Drive folder that everybody has access to and people just know drop your photos here. Put your photos here that you've taken of the company, and we're going to use these. Now, we can we can bring in a commercial photographer. We can have professional photos done, and we can use those, but we can also mix in and disperse the other photos that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and generally, for most things, you can tell the difference. Now, I will say, I saw, this is kind of a side note, but Along the lines of photos, yesterday I was looking through a photographer's Instagram account and he had made a reel with some of the photos that he had taken on an overseas trip. And I was looking at the photos and I thought, you know what, like half of these photos could have just been taken with a phone. And as a photographer, he's a phenomenal photographer, so I'm not speaking ill of his work at all. But as a photographer and as someone who carries around a camera almost everywhere, (laughs) it is so much more work 
to access these photos because I have to pull out the SD card and uh, I don't have the most, I don't have an old enough MacBook Pro and I don't have the brand new MacBook Pro yet that has (laughs) an SD port. So I have to pull the card out of the camera. I have to put the card into the dongle, put the dongle into the computer. I have my external hard drive that I use because I don't want everything on my computer because I have two computers. So I I have to pull out the hard drive, the dongle, the the card. I have to upload it all to the hard drive, I have to put it onto, you know, go through Lightroom and sort through and I edit my photos and then I have to export them via AirDrop. Now, I say all of that because if you are an internal marketing person and you are a photographer, not every photo needs to be shot with your DSLR. If you're not a photographer, I just want to say, is anyone else overwhelmed right now? Because I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so much work. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes when I take photos with my camera and people are like, well, are you going to post those? And I'm like, give me a few minutes. Hold on. (laughs) Let me, I, it's going to take me, if I'm honest, which I rarely try to be in this setting, it's going to take me at least an hour. Like it's going to take me at least an hour to access these photos of time that I can't spend with my family. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, there is, there is a difference. And again, the whole reason I tell that story is because there is a reason there's a time and a place for you to have a commercial photographer, an external vendor come in, or maybe your internal marketing person, maybe you listening to this, you are a professional photographer. Amazing. But don't overwhelm yourself with thinking that every photo you take has to be a high quality shot photo because there are certain photos that literally there's not going to be much difference. Mm -hmm. And, and if you're, if you're really looking, yeah, there's a difference. There's going to be a difference on actually every photo, but for your social media audience, they will not care. What really pushed this message home for us, the moment where we just decided, okay, that's it, where suddenly that external vendor needed to be put a little bit more on the back burner and that internal marketing person needed to be prioritized was the big algorithm change on Instagram. That was probably the moment. I remember that conversation where suddenly you were saying, wow, reels are a really big deal. A really, a really big deal. Big deal. <laughs> and suddenly those reels, I mean, we couldn't provide reels because we couldn't provide that level of authenticity unless we were in our clients' offices or, you know, on their job sites or, or whatever. And we knew that that internal person was the only one that was going to bring that uniqueness to each of those reels. And yes, you can schedule them or you can, you know, do batches and whatnot. And that it's possible, but to do them consistently enough to where you were seeing the results that Instagram was going to be able to provide, you needed to have that internal person. Well, if you've ever tried to create TikTok videos or reels, you know that there is a level of depth, a level of creativity and a level of uh, difficulty that goes into it. And now I know if you're you're listening to this and you've watched TikTok videos and 
and you've never seen the behind the scenes video, you may think that all of these influencers are just just phenomenal humans and they just they're one shot wonders and they like they get through their video. Um, but that's not true at all. <laughs> and uh, so if you haven't seen that, then I don't, I'm so sorry to burst your bubble. But the reality is that they they go through it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And some of these influencers, on a side note, can make I've I've heard of influencers making between like fifteen and ninety thousand dollars for a single video. And this was on TikTok. This was probably a year and a half ago now. And some girl was talking about how she made $90,000 for one video. And so this video, she put a lot of time into, Mm -hmm. a lot of work into. And we consume content at such a rapid rate, whether, you know, business content or somebody's personal content or whatever, at such such a rapid pace that we don't always notice how much work goes into it. But when it comes to your business, using TikTok and Reels for marketing, the level of involvement that there needs to be is such a high level. I love what Brittany Lamica had said when we interviewed her a few weeks back and how she acknowledged that it's not just reels. So, you know, I want to point that out, but that she was working, putting in at least 10 hours a week on planning out how she created her reels, filming them, you know, editing them, and then including, you know, her other social posts and just really getting it all together is eight to 10 hours a week. Yeah. And if you want to go back and look, that's episode 30. And Brittany talks about how how much work it is, how much Mm -hmm. of an investment of your time it really is. And so when it comes to you as a business doing that, I believe wholeheartedly that if you want to, if you are getting, gaining enough traction on Instagram and that is where your ideal customer is, then you need to be doing reels and TikTok. Yes. Um, you need to be doing that. And now you can just do, uh, don't re-edit the video. Just make it on TikTok or Reels. TikTok, I think, is a whole lot easier to edit. But make it on TikTok, post it as a Reel, and start to build that audience. But here's what happens is as an external vendor, if you call me and say, hey, Jay, we want you to help us make, let's say, two to ten Reels or TikTok videos, and we want we want to do that for our company. We know that we need to get into this. We want one to post a week, so we're going to do ten of them. We're going to do five of them, so that we have some, and we want you to come back every you know x number of days, so that we can do this. Absolutely, I can. However, if I'm going to plan this, if I'm going to help you create a strategy uh, that is tailored for your ideal customer, then it is going to take me an investment of time. It's going to take me work. It's going to take effort. So you have to come up with the creative. You have to come up with, you know, what is trending. If you look at reels, you can tell which songs are trending by looking at the arrow and it's got like a, a arrow that's pointing Northeast and, that song is trending. So then you have to grab that song and then you have to say, okay, this is the creative that we're going to put behind it and you have to get your team on board. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the hardest things that I've found with trying to help any client, any business, any organization create those reels is coming in and having this idea. And the owner or the marketing lead is on board and the employees are not. (laughs) 
They are literally jumping off of the ship. They are cutting the life rafts. They're dropping into the water and they are gone as soon as you walk in the door. Especially with a camera. Yeah. Oh, man. You can scare some people. Well, they didn't go into business. I mean, they weren't in their job world to be a TikTok star. Oh, man. Yeah. I've got a lot of experience walking onto construction sites and people either think that you're the inspector. So, you know, oh, they yeah, you need all your safe safety equipment on. Like, yes, do that. You shouldn't have been working without your fall arrestor while you're on a roof. Um, But the (laughs) other side is that, uh, you know, like they they run away from me, one, because I'm the bad guy. And then two, because I've got a camera and they didn't get into construction because they wanted to be in front of a camera. They got Mm -hmm. into construction because they wanted to be behind the scenes. So when you show up and you're like, hey, I've got this idea for a TikTok video. And they're like, why are you here? Who sent you? My, this is kind of the same thing, but a little bit aside, but it literally I showed up on a job site to do an employee employee feature photos um, of one of the team members. And I showed up and he goes, why are you here? And I said, I'm here to take pictures of you and follow you around. Now, I had known this employee for a really long time. He's an incredible guy. had worked for this company for a long time. And the boss wanted to do an employee write-up and, uh, and brag on this team member. And he said, why are you here? And I said, well, I'm here to follow you around and get photos of you. And, and he said, no. And he started to walk away. And I said, well, I mean, I'm here under orders of the guy upstairs. So you're going to have to talk to him. And, you know, you're, your fight's with him, not with me. I'm just the guy with the camera. I'm the messenger. And he goes, tell him I kicked you off, your jo- off the job site. Get out. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, it was all it was all in jest. It was really funny, and and we had a good time. And then I followed him around and annoyed him for a little bit longer. Oh, so you still got the photos? Got a couple of photos, but they really weren't good because he didn't give me any opportunities to get great photos. And so anyway, I had to go back a different to a different location, which they ended up it ended up being a better job site to get photos on. When you show up to get these videos, or if I show up to help you get these TikTok videos, these reels. There's a good chance that the team is not super excited about being goofy and being on camera. Mm -hmm. Your best videos will come from internal collaboration. And there are, I've seen, you know, I've seen reels of like a car dealership and it looks like it's behind the scenes, but it's all staged. But it's like when the, the boss finds you, like catches you making a reel on the job and so it's like you see the cameras in one corner and the boss walks out of the left side of the screen and walks out into the showroom and then there's the office uh, the the little desks or cubicles of all the the salesmen and there's like three of them doing a dance in front of a (laughs) phone and then they jump over the desks and bail and run out the front door oh see i was envisioning like ferris bueller's day off where (laughs) suddenly they're trying to like they they jacked up the car and they have it in reverse and they're trying to like reverse down (laughs) the number of miles that have been driven oh that's (laughs) fantastic wow if you are running a car dealership if you're running marketing for a car dealership you should take that you are welcome that's gold um (laughs) Anyway, but that's what, so that's what happens. Like, but you have to get people on board Mm -hmm. to do these things and you kind of have to come up with it. And if you can get three or four of your coworkers coming up with an idea or start to like drip the idea and you're like, Hey, I've got this idea. I saw this reel that I want to recreate. What do you think about 
but you have to get people on board. So whether it's, you know, I want to recreate this reel or I have this idea of something that I want you to do in regards to this song, then starting to kind of drip that idea to them, get them on board and trying to get an idea of like, hey, how can you, how can you help me? How can we work together on this? And then these people are going, oh man, this is going to be so much fun. And now they're invested in it. This is why we created this push to fight the dependency against external vendors. And I realized that we still offer these external vending services, but it's mostly the dependency on them. Like where you feel like you have to pay, be paying out at these high numbers, like pushing and making sure that, you know, these external vendors have your back and they are actually doing a good job with your marketing in mind. Cause I, I know I speak from experience. If you are working with a website design, a web designer, who's not actually within a marketing agency, they're just going to create you that something that looks pretty to them or that they think is relevant with website trends is not necessarily going to focus on your marketing goals and how you can achieve them. Now, it may be gorgeous and it may look beautiful, Mm -hmm. but if it's not selling, if it's not converting... It's supposed to do a job. Yeah, if it's not converting, then like if 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 you're a photographer and you need a portfolio... Beautiful can look great. If you're a graphic mm-hmm. designer, that can look great. But if it's if your website isn't converting, then it's a waste. Absolutely. And so we created the breakthrough blueprint. The whole point was to be able to encourage people and really give them this. We have a two-hour session. We talk to them. We figure out their ideal client profile. We create this whole big master plan, this blueprint, and we hand them this, this giant packet and we say, okay, this is the tools. This is the steps that you need to take for the next 12 months to get you to your goals. And we, we do this whole big thing, but the whole point is so that suddenly we are improving or helping their internal marketing team develop. And the, and the team can then follow that and can adhere to that for the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. This is where we want to go. Let's say your your marketing team has someone who is the marketing expert that is leading the team, and then there's a photographer on the team who's also kind of a graphic designer, and then you have somebody on the team that does something with your social media. And you know, so you've got these three people, and like this is what we're adhering to for the next the next 360 days Mm -hmm. because this is where we want to go. We believe so strongly in empowering those internal marketing teams and helping people increase their own professional value that we even created this, an email system so that if you sign up to be one of our subscribers, once a month, you're getting exclusive content from, from Jay talking about all these different things that he's thinking about, upcoming trends, things that we need to be working on, fresh tips, blog articles, all this stuff. And suddenly you're learning and you're developing and it's coming just to your inbox. I mean, these are designed to help you push yourself to be better at your job or your internal marketing team. I mean, if you're a lead or a business owner and you have all of these people and you're like, hey, you guys need to subscribe to this. This is free. You need to listen to this podcast. Check it out. You need to be growing and developing in these areas. It's important. It's valuable because then you can slowly eliminate that need to depend on those external vendors. And I do believe that there's value to an external team. So in the the recent past, we got an email from a client and we had developed a breakthrough blueprint and then 
they had reached out and said, hey, can you help me execute these things? Mm -hmm. These are, this is fantastic. This is so helpful. This is exactly where we want to go. Can you help me to execute? And we said, absolutely. That's because that's what we do. We Mm -hmm. enjoy that side of things. But if we can help you empower your team, now their team can do, let's say three of the four things. They just needed help with that push. And and for part of it, it's just for a, a short time dated period until they can get the rest of the team wrapped around the other projects. Mm-hmm. And not every internal marketer is going to be that perfect web designer, graphic designer, social media manager, all of these bits and pieces. Having that internal person is, that's your day to day. And they are amazing at what they do. And if they have room to grow in their capacity and their skill set, great. If there are areas that, you know, maybe you can't hire an additional person on the team or you know that you, for the short term, you need help updating your website or something like that, then absolutely reach out to that external vendor because that that's amazing. But I love what we do is that even with that client you just mentioned, the topic of conversation from day one was, yes, we would love to help you with all of those services. But we also see that it is possible for you to hire someone and we could either assist with the training or we can, you know, help develop them in those areas. And so that it's just remained a topic of conversation because we want to see these businesses grow and succeed even on their own. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think you can have those those external vendors. You probably don't need a graphic designer in house. Mm -hmm. I don't I wouldn't say that if it depends on the industry that you're in, but there's a good chance that you don't need 40 hours a week of design work. Mm -hmm. Now your designer may be phenomenal. So you may have to figure out how to get them hours elsewhere if you really want to keep them full time on the team. But you probably, most businesses do not need 40 hours a week of design work. Um, I think uh, running social media ads, running Google ads, running YouTube ads. I don't think that most businesses need a full time person in-house and partly because there is a lot to be done of that job that doesn't fall into a nine to five workday. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for someone to manage that, you've got to know that the actual like management of that is a lot of fine tuning and adjusting things, but it's not a 40 hour a week position unless you're running a significant amount in ads, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think the other one is a web developer. I don't think that it makes sense for most companies to have a web developer on their staff. And the reason is because there are so many, so many like tweaks and changes that can be done in a short period of time. So to just have somebody on retainer or have somebody that can just bill out for that and to know, okay, we have X dollars a month set aside for web maintenance. Some months we may be heavy, some months we may be light, and we just need to know that we're going to, yeah, you may pay a little bit more. But it's probably going to be, it's, I can almost guarantee you, it's going to be less whatever you're doing than having somebody there 40 hours a week, depending on the size, size of your business. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're just trying to empower the team that you have. And Honestly, it eliminates a lot of extra pressure that's just not necessary to be there. Yeah. And so recognizing that the internal versus external, there's better on both sides. Internal is great for certain areas and external is great for certain areas. But overall, making sure that you are choosing the best version for your brand, for your business, 
and making sure that you are paying attention to where really where the money is going and making sure that you are encouraging and developing that internal team as best you can. And even being okay with working, reaching out and, and asking somebody, Hey, does this actually make sense? And for a coach to go now that you need to get rid of that because Mm -hmm. in house that doesn't make sense or yeah, absolutely. I mean, it looks like, it looks like you have, you know, 33 hours a week of graphic design work and you have this person on full-time salary. That's probably good. You know, leave them where they're at. So internal versus external versus probably is not, it's not like a battle that we're trying to create. (laughs) It's, it's mostly just differentiating between the two. And uh, ultimately it's going to come back to your team. But I would advocate that, that there are things that you could bring internally that would help your business, your marketing, and they would increase your, the, the value of, of your marketing efforts. Marketing Breakthrough is a resource designed to provide tools to implement your next breakthrough idea. To access other resources or to book a coaching one-on-one with India or myself, go to marketingbreakthrough.co.